Hi, Honeymooners. Natasha and I are coming to a city near you. And we'd love you to come see us and support us doing live stand-up comedy. As for me, I'm going to be going to the Comedy Club on State in Madison this very weekend for five shows. I love that club. I'd love to see you there. I'll also be at the Troubadour for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on May the 12th. That's just one night, one show, just me. But Natasha and I are going to be doing a live Endless Honeymoon podcast taping for the Netflix is a Joke Festival on the 4th of May. Then I'm going to the Punchline in Philadelphia. That's in July. Would love to see you there. I'm going to be going to the Punchline in Sacramento in August. And I'll be going to the DC Improv uh, the weekend before the election, before we figure out what hell we hath wrought. Come see me at any of those dates. Oh, yeah, one more. I'll be at the Bell House in New York on July the 11th. I'd love to see you there, New York City. Natasha, you got anything? Why don't you come see me in Brea? If you live in Orange County, I think that's Orange County. I don't even know, but come to Brea. I'll be there in April. I'll also be at the Chicago Improv in April. And if you can't see me in Chicago, why don't you come to Tempe in May? Tempe, Arizona. I'll also be in Boston, but that's not till October. I think I might take the summer off. Go to NatashaLegero.com. Or MosheCasher.com. And get some tickets. To see the both of us. And also make sure that you come to our Patreon-supported Dinner party this Sunday. That is on St. Patrick's Day. What else are you doing? It is a dumb holiday. I'm sorry. If you are not yet a member of the tier that gets you into the dinner parties, go ahead and upgrade. Upgrade that. You could downgrade afterwards. I mean, we don't have real rules. Order your corned beef and cabbage from the local pub. DoorDash that shit to your house. Yep. Log on. 6 p.m. Come mess with us. It's a really great way. To connect to the community of the Endless Honeymoon Podcast and also to connect to your lovely hosts. Wait, do you do like proper stand-up too? No. No. What do you do? Do you do live stuff at all? No. You don't ever get on stage in front of an audience? I don't like the stage. Oh, interesting. Interesting. Wait. Wait, you've... We're with Jordan Firstman. Wait, I have a question. This is the Endless Honeymoon Podcast. Let's just get this party started. You've never been, you're not a stage person. So what what brings you back to performance? I don't even know if I, I really go back and forth whether or not I even like performing. Mm. I think I have like, uh, I think I'm good, relatively good at it. But it's like, I don't know. I think I was like, you kind of get brainwashed when you're young and like the only outlet to like, express that kind of creativity is like theater mm. so i started doing theater so i was like oh i, I like want to be a performer well you really you really your thing and i'm I'm not going to dwell too long on this because i'm sure this is how every interview you ever do starts but your thing really blew up in during the pandemic right because yeah. when we first met you were a filmmaker and you direct jordan directed me in an episode your first directing job on yeah. t- for tv yeah was it your first directing job period no i had i had directed a couple of things but that was the first tv thing i did here's the real reality of the intimacy between um jordan and i he directed me i believe during my first ever and only to this day oh, love making scene oh my god i forgot about that yeah and yeah. i was very nervous and it was a bit awkward it was a bit it awkward. was a bit awkward well aren't they always awkward I, you wouldn't know because i wouldn't know yeah. because it was our first i will say i will say i just i did a movie at the end of last year where i did the real thing you oh that's right yeah Wait, you were the, the act- real thing I've he, he was the camera. actor and he didn't just uh pretend to have sex you were in porn it's it has I guess it has pornographic element. I fucked on camera. 
You Wait, did? Kind of. Did, Who did we, you bring over to our house, Moshe? <laughs> I didn't. Br- I didn't. I, I didn't bring anyone. I brought a talented young man who directed me yeah. in my first love making scene, yeah. and he also happens to have a deep well of perversity that yeah. I just. That I guess I, I would fuck on camera. I mean, I have before. What you fucked someone on camera? You guys. No, like when I was sixteen. Who did you bring to my house? <laughs> no, when I was sixteen, my boyfriend had one of those big recorders with like a. Oh, he tape. was literally turning like it, was it like, like an old timey. No, but like you know, uh, you know the kind like of on, on the your shoulder. shoulder. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Wait, what? That's how big they were then. <laughs> and you, he recorded you guys having sex. I think we set it up. We were trying to figure oh, it you out. Got the tripod. It, Dude, I don't even think we had a tripod. I think it was like on a. That's de- out there and gonna come it's back. Ne- I think we messed. We didn't get it. At this point, though, it's like. Everyone has things. I have never had sex on camera. You've never whipped your phone out? I've taken a picture of my penis okay. and sent it to someone uh, repeatedly with her Aww. saying, please stop. <laughs> so, I so, wish so, you wouldn't yeah, send this exactly. to me. I don't know who you are. Yeah, exactly. But I've never, I've never, I don't think, there might be footage of me masturbating on right. Somewhere out but there. But with you guys, you never were just like, oh, this is so hot. I want to record it for myself. I don't find that's not erotic to okay. me. Is it erotic to you? <laughs> he's, like, <laughs> he's like, I don't want to watch her down there. Is that erotic to you to be filmed? Do you oh, want that? Because you guys want to watch. I guess. I mean, like, maybe. Yeah, that would be fun. We have a three camera setup right now. I mean, we got <laughs> a director. Yeah. Wait, we got a director here I'm as well. Right here, just jacking off over here. <laughs> is that how directing goes? <laughs> yeah, yeah. Wait. Okay. Tell me about that. Um, what you had sex on camera, so it's a kind of brown bunny level of uh, pornography. It's like a, a real film, but there's real fucking happening. Yeah, I will say. I mean, like the movie hasn't come out, so I don't want to, you know, mm. say spoiler, spoiler. But you spoiler, come. Oh my god! I'm, what if it gets cut? You'd you'd feel really <laughs> bad. Well, I'm gonna That's be funny. fucking pissed at the director <laughs> if it gets cut. I'm like, I did all of that, and it is not easy. Like, I was pumped. Filled with Viagra, and it still was you like, were? Are you, oh my god, I would have been afraid. Too. Wait, because you guys are afraid you won't be able to Absolutely. perform. Absolutely, yeah. yeah, I get hard. Yeah, when there's like a crew and camera, uh. it's it's not easy. So you took like an overdose of Viagra, was yeah. still begging your penis <laughs> to get hard. Literally, <laughs> yeah. Uh, so, th- but what, what was the, what, what, I mean, tell me about that. Cause I, I can say this about my love making scene. Have you, have you done a bunch? You must've. No, not really. Oh, inter- it, comedy is so rare that you are yeah. in a romantic scene like that. I called Ricky Linholm, who's done a bunch of them. Mm-hmm. And I just was like, what do I do? Like, I don't know yeah. how to do this. I don't know how to approach this. And she was very, uh, she was a good person to talk to, but her advice was so funny. She's like, don't worry if you get hard. It it, right. it it could happen. And I was like, I will 100% worry. Well, no. <laughs> and if I do, I will worry. Like, I will full yeah. definitely worry. And then I did. I didn't. And that's yeah. different than a sex scene. Because what he did, you want to get hard. You need that. You I mean, must. It, yeah. One must. Yeah. You could have tied a splint. You could have tied a splint to it. Yeah. I mean, there were definitely... Like, I could have worn a cock ring, maybe. But, like, it was... You're seeing everything. Oh, man. Wait, so it was full penetration close-up on it? No, basically, the penetration kind of just, like, happened. It wasn't necessarily... There's a couple scenes. There's, like... More than one? Three. Oh, my God. But they're so... They really... It doesn't feel like a big deal. How many times did you have to fuck? Once, and they split it up? I get... As it it stands right now... Oh, you don't want to ruin the film. (laughs) I get my dick sucked... I suck dick. I get my ass eaten. I I'm like part of a fucking thing, but I they didn't keep the part where I'm like in someone. But then there's like, <laughs> <laughs> but 
And then there's a, actually what was a, something that was planned. Cause like we hired, we hired all these uh, guys and like first they came, they came to me and I was like, I want to have like creative control over who's who I'm fucking in this sure. movie. And I'm like, even for my character, if I'm like fucking ugly guys, like I don't want it to like look like my character would fuck ugly guys. Your character <laughs> meaning you. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> And right, because so, for comedy, they might want you to like right, fuck some right, gross right. dude or something. And there's like, yeah, yeah, I won't say anything bad about the, but there's one scene where that kind of is the vibe. But the uh, like, they came to me with like all these guys, and I was like, no. Oh, like, you no. were looking through headshots audition to tapes. Say, yeah. Oh my god, that is crazy. <laughs> yeah, that is crazy. That's he's like a man's him dream his, in a way. He's got to add him to his list. Yeah. Was that that feels like it would be exciting? Okay, I have, I have an important <laughs> question. When this when you were approached about this, yeah. Was this a hell yes for you? Because that's not a hell yes for most people. No, it, that's true. It was an absolute hell yes. Okay. I was the one. He, I kind of maybe even like was like we should do real sex. Oh, the truth is, it was a PG movie when you signed <laughs> yeah, on, right? Yeah. And you were like, there's yeah, something, Disney, there's something wrong movie. with this. You are in a Disney thing. Wait, <laughs> oh, yeah, how yeah. can you be in a Disney thing and well, in that's this? That's the thing. I kind of yeah, that was. He's in a show called Miss Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel. Miss Marvel, where you play. It's very, you're very good in it. You play Thank the you. like the principal. Is that the guidance counselor? Guidance counselor. Yeah. I that feels like an. Imp- a crazy oversight by don't Disney. Don't tell, tell no, him he's going to get fired. I don't care. That's the thing. It's like, I'd rather have sex on camera than be on the show. <laughs> <laughs> <If> I- <laughs> Especially when I get to pick the guy yeah. from a catalog. Yeah. Yeah. Guaranteed Miss Marvel pays more but than it, whatever this... It, it, mm, Honey, no, you'd be, I don't okay. want to get okay. fired again, but you'd be surprised. <laughs> Wait, <laughs> be surprised. What, what am I going to be surprised by? How much of it you got paid? You know how little Marvel pays you. But there was what there was one little anecdote, like because some of the guys were no, I guess they were all kind of like OnlyFans kind of guys that we ended up going with, and one of them was like really porny, and he didn't realize like this was a real movie. And like we were gonna have to do scenes and like walk up a flight of five stairs over uh-huh. and over and over again and like ad lib dialogue and he had no idea so he was like freaking out he's like I thought I was just gonna fuck and like get to go home huh and then so like we're like three hours into shooting and all the, we've like done like coverage with him everything all of a sudden he's like not there he left he just left he's like That's I, I he's like I did not sign up for this that like, is so fun it's so funny yeah. for that to be the vibe it's like yeah. Okay, I don't feel objectified right now, yeah. and I'm I'm out of yeah. here. I came here to yeah. be raw dog. Uh, that so okay. So was it was it good? Was it satisfying sex? No, got to be a no. Probably there, a little. There was one. the The first scene was fun because I was like kind of into the guy, and I was kind of horny that day. <laughs> and and then the second one was really stressful because it was like a five person orgy. It was a big plot point in the middle of the orgy. Right. So it's like a lot of action and like Oh, so there you have to be fucking stop, give out story and then get back to fucking? Yeah. Oh, that sounds so hard. Oh. Yeah, and it wasn't that hard. Right. Yeah. I can imagine. <laughs> I mean, I've had my biggest problem with group sex yeah. was always how difficult it was to physically perform. I can't even yeah. and that's only with two other people. I can't even imagine there's yeah. a camera roll, and that sounds so intimidating. Yeah. Oh, that sounds awful. It was hard. I'm glad I did it. And I actually, like, I do want to do it um, more in, like, a different way. Like, straight up I just want I want to be in, in control of it the next time I do it. You want to be the director. Yeah. I want to, like, make up uh, porn. Basically. A porn or a, or, a, or a comedy that has pornographic elements? 
like or, or, a, a sophisticated porn. Uh, yeah, is a cool like idea. A, a porn with like an, a nice narrative. Mm. That it's not like just that. like fast forward through. Yeah. Well, didn't they cool. do? They did that, and they tried to do that in the seventies, and it kind of like. There's a movie. There's a movie I saw. I I always forget the name, but it's like a French movie from 1979, and it's it just like follows this guy around all day, and he just like fucks all day, and it really like. It sounds like I'm joking, but like I watch it and I'm like, I have never felt so represented by a film. Because <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, that is what I Wait like. till you're in a relationship. You're obviously not in a relationship. I am, right? I you am, are? I am. So they were just like totally okay with it. We weren't. To, I mean, he would be, yeah, we're very, very, That's very, cool. very open. They're, sometimes too much, but. Was this, this wasn't the one that you were with. You told me a great, I don't know if you can tell the story on camera. You can, we can just edit it out if it's a no. But you told me the funniest story when we were working together that first time about I, your partner, I don't know if it's still your partner, but at the time, wow. at a massage, do you remember this? Oh my God, yeah, yeah. <laughs> I've never forgot, can you can't. Yeah, we, no, I, I can, I can. We won't have to say his name because we're not together anymore and uh, not a fan. But he, we we were like in Palm Springs <laughs> and we ordered like a double masseuse on this website that is like designed for jacking off masseuses. It's like they know that they're there for that. Mm. We knew that. So we go there and they like make us like climb over. They're like texting us. They're like, oh, we can't come out right now. Just like climb the fence to get into this like weird apartment complex. <laughs> <laughs> so so, <laughs> so we're, we like climb over the fence and like we get up there. It's so it's, funny. I just want to say yeah. only men. Would, yeah. would do the climb yeah. like uh, uh, you know what i mean like uh, yeah. any woman who was like i don't know maybe i'll do a erotic massage gets there just climbs the they're like i'm out oh <laughs> no. God, yeah. men, but men get so horny yeah. we're just like over yeah. the fence boys <laughs> so so we get up there and it's probably like 758 in our massages at eight <laughs> and we get there and the guy is like livid that we're there and they have this huge two minutes early two minutes early <sighs> and they have this huge tv this tiny apartment with like lazy boys and this huge tv and jeopardy is on they're like we oh. watch jeopardy every night until eight <laughs> so that's why we made the appointment at eight My for God. a reason it's like so they immediately like greet us with like anger and, and so we like get in and like one of the guys was not hot and one of the guys was hot <laughs> and so like me and my Do you ex, rochambeau at that point kind of yeah. well like he I was I was like no you take the hot one he's like no if I know you 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 want the hot one more than me so like you get the hot one <laughs> so I get the hot one oh better massage though with the ugly one maybe yeah true, definitely no true. he did get my massage was horrid it was so so bad <laughs> yeah and they yeah. so I we buy like that. start doing the massage they're like still mad at the Jeopardy and <laughs> they and like <laughs> <laughs> instead of massage oil they have this like huge tub of lube like. KY jelly. Oh my god! And so they start massaging us with this like sticky, disgusting, like really, really bad. And then you know we're like ten minutes from finishing. I'm giving all the. We're both giving all the signs like start jacking us off now. Like I'm, I'm getting hard just like in my head. Mm -hmm. What you mean right now? Yeah, like yeah, right oh, now. Great, I mean, great, thinking okay. about it, it's uh, so fucking hard. Just um, this ugly uh, trivia yeah, nut. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Um. And then and then so. They, then I like hear he stops massaging me and I hear him like whisper to his partner something. This is like now the massage is like almost ending. They whisper, whisper, whisper. And then they're like, OK, OK, you're done. You're done with the massage. And they go run into the other room. Oh, because uh, the ten thousand hundred thousand dollar pyramid was on. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Wait, because they're having someone else come out to do the jerk off part? No, they just decided in the moment they didn't want to jerk us off. That's like like really someone's funny. making them do this business, it sounds I, like. 
no they just like didn't i don't know what happened but it's like the, it was clear that we were supposed to get jerked off and the massages were expensive it was like 400 bucks or something oh my now, god jordan i don't want to call you a a slut but you may this is the not the story you told me wait is i it love not? this story it's a good story wait, he has more than one this story is not the oh story. my god i love that i love that wait what, what what's the story it was like Something about how your partner got a massage. Your boyfriend. Oh God, that one was. Oh yeah. <laughs> I feel like a little bit like your mom, and I'm like worried about you a little bit. No, oh my no, babe, he's, this he's, is. I mean, it's that was a tame part of my life. I feel like the last couple of years, it's like. No, you seem in control. I'm pretty in control, but that that can be the scary part too. Why? Because it's like. Especially, I think my my like biggest problem with drugs is like how good I am at doing them. What you do you mean, mean by that? You can control yourself. I'm so like well? I am never messy. It's mm. like I am never messy, and I'm like very functional. You've mm. never had a night where you were like, "What the fuck did I do? I fucked up." I definitely had a night this summer where when I got home, I thought I'm, I might have died. <laughs> <laughs> at some point earlier in the evening. No, I was like, I was like, kind of like fading out Whoa. a little bit. Were you on ayahuasca or something? No, I was. Yeah, like, I was <laughs> out partying on ayahuasca. Oh, yeah, just right in Berlin doing ayahuasca. <laughs> <laughs> you don't have to tell me what. Oh, it was yeah. in Berlin. Yeah, there's so, no. Yeah, you don't know what's there's happening. There's no more. I I feel like horrifying place to die of an overdose yeah. than an American yeah. uh, entertainment. Uh, figure just dying in a hotel room in Berlin. It American just, entertainment figure Jordan Firstman <laughs> dies, <laughs> dies of GHB and Xanax. <laughs> GHB's bad, actually. Uh, I'm, a, I, I'm a, yeah, I'll convert you. I'm a, I'm a big, you're, I'm a, big you're a pro. G, I'm a G queen now. I'll yeah. tell you why I have a problem <laughs> with GHB. I, and I, I have an interesting relationship with drugs because I'm sober and have been right. since I was a teenager. But I was big, big in the rave scene for my entire yeah. like late teens and early 20s and so ghb specifically was the drug that i because i was am and have been a sober person i always find myself intervening when somebody's having a an episode yeah, a drug yeah, yeah. episode. and there's more episodes on that than other things by far, by far in the rave yeah. scene when somebody was like we need you to take a little too much you're yeah. just like dead like yeah you, you, <laughs> it's, it's it's like you take the perfect amount you're having you a wonderful smoke time some pot well, they want more. It's not enough. <laughs> but, but I, yeah, I would say 90% yeah. of the people that we called, we had to call an ambulance yeah. at a rave. It was because of GHB. So the I have a weird yeah. feeling. But that's, it. I said, G is for adults. And like, there's right. a reason I didn't start doing G until like this year, until I turned 30. Cause I was like, I know I'm, I'm responsible enough to know now how to dose this. Like, right. I know what I'm doing with it, but I don't think like 21 year olds should be fucking with it. Is there know. a shaman who does oh, uh, it's not a, a, shaman shaman a G shaman you who can like? Well, it makes you really horny too. Is that uh, true? Yeah. Did, I heard. Tell me if this is wrong. That GHB feels very similar to be just being drunk. Well, there are certain characteristics like inhibitions. You you kind of like feel free, or you could talk like more openly about not stuff. like all like shrinking violet like you're being right now but yeah, like yeah, more, yeah, more yeah, open yeah, yeah, more, yeah, willing to tell stories yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> oh i'm on g right now oh great, uh, great. um how but, does it compare to ecstasy well they're I, I, they, they have such different purposes like ecstasy i feel like you're like high and you feel really good and you feel warm and you want to like be nice and hug like g kind of is like 
I feel really fun. Mm. I kind of feel like a teenage boy. I'm like really hyped, really horny, like just like that's the problem. I just realized There's it. Some if you as a 30-year-old serum take, or something. Yeah, if if he as a 30-year-old takes GHB and feels like a teenage boy, if a 21-year-old takes GHB, he feels like a 6-year-old and that's <laughs> yeah, why he's not yeah, able to handle yeah, his shit. Yeah. He's just a little teeny tiny yeah. baby. He don't know no better. Yeah, he don't know better. <laughs> <laughs> Ecstasy, I think I have thought that if I ever wasn't sober, would be a good drug for us to take oh, as a yeah. couple. It's a great like couple. N- breakthrough it opens you thing. Up, yeah. yeah, that'd be nice. Yeah, yeah, it's like that was its original intention: was couples would take it in a therapeutic setting and have these like. The whole thing about ecstasy is the things that you would find embarrassing or mm-hmm. uh, corny or scary. Yeah, if in your sober world are gone and so you have no inhibitions in that way. You have no emotional yeah. inhibitions, right? I have a problem where because it like makes you like everyone so much it like the next day i'll be like wait do i like that person now i thought i hated them and like was that part of me right or was the ecstasy part of me right like which it's funny you say that because it's like you would think that the that the breakthrough you had was the person i disliked is allowed that, yeah, me to yeah, find yeah. love for that but then you your comedy cynical comedy yeah. brain goes i want to get back to the cynicism yeah it's a thing i've been thinking about recently with all these like alpha bros that take dmt i'm like the whole idea around psychedelics is that they're supposed to take psychedelics and then become changed and in fact you can take psychedelics and be like no i'm still for strong border security (laughs) what's happening here no the dog is just you know he's what what he's about to have a seizure what Really? He has seizures constantly. He's on GHB as well. He <laughs> Wait, does Jordan, actually... I'm jealous of you. You get to have, you get to do drugs. You have, ve- he's his relationships are more open than they should be. How do you, how do you? That's so cool. Wait, what do you mean he gets to do drugs? You can, you can, do, <laughs> you drugs. can do drugs. You do drugs. You did a drug before we started this podcast. Marijuana, though. <laughs> but I'm just saying, drug, it's not like man. she's like a teetotaler. Yeah, yeah, like, yeah, oh, yeah, you know yeah, me. Yeah, I work yeah. for the DEA, so I'm. Yeah. I don't think there's a lot of moms on G. <laughs> but yeah, we should start yeah, that group. Yeah, like this is where it starts. Mom's on G. <laughs> I will say that once you're a parent, it, it it starts to become less of a responsible choice to take a drug that you could overdose on. I would, oh, yeah. right? 100%. I, I, I think like I think it changes like every single thing. Do you want kids? I don't think so. No, I would like, I've been like craving children in my life recently, but I don't think I want, I don't think I'm well, capable j- of. Just play this podcast to any like sort of foster <laughs> organization. You'll, they'll be, they'll I be know. happy to bring you over I a truckload. Know. <laughs> I know. But th- that's a weird thing is like, I do have, I, I have these two sides where like, I am like a depraved, like druggy horror, but then I'm also like, I do love kids. I have a very innocent side of me too. And kids, kids connect with me. But you're a sweetheart and a thoughtful person. And, a and you, you aren't like, I never, I know that you party, but you, I but never, you also seem like you spread joy. Yeah. That I try to, I never I get the vibe. There's a lot of party people. Again, everything about my relationship with drugs is through the eyes of a person that's been in drug scenes my whole yeah. young life and was always the sober guy. There's a certain druggy that I'm like, get me the fuck away from that person. And then there's certain people that do drugs where I'm like, I want to be around that person yeah. on drugs because they bring, they they will make me the sober guy have a better experience. And you're yeah. you're in that you're solidly I think in that category. Also, like it, because I wasn't always doing it, I think I found them kind of later in life. And like re- the the breakup I went through, kind of you know before I would do like coke sometimes, but it wasn't like yeah I would do coke or Molly. But then like I kind of like started to really experiment with the other ones and like find find the right 
cocktail and like i've had some of like the most open beautiful experiences on these like party drugs that's interesting i mean i'm a again jealous i never did party drugs well i mean you can do anything you want i encourage i always encourage you to do to do stuff i think you should have fun i'll just keep ordering a sauvignon blanc (laughs) (laughs) all right look uh we've gone so deep into sex and drugs uh, (laughs) that we forgot the fact i feel like he's can he can probably help someone yeah absolutely we have a couple callers uh and we basically the format we just you know but by the way if you're new to jordan check out his stuff on tiktok and instagram he does these great impressions that i that i don't even know how to describe the impressions you do they're impressions of s- spiritual essences of bizarre random uh human i don't even know what it is can you name one like wh- hmm. it'll be like here's don't my impression. Make him plug <laughs> no 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 instagram name, page you know i did i did one like a week or two ago that like I don't think I nailed, but I I think the idea of it is really good. It's like someone at the peak of their career finding out all their haters died. Oh, I saw that one. Yes. Yeah. 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 And so it's like they have no one to even do the career for anymore. Yeah. Yeah. Exactly. It's stuff like that. It's it's they're very funny. They're very good. I mean, you've got a large body of work. Um, some of which we'll be able to see entering and exiting the rectum of another actor. But but those are very funny. So if you are new to Jordan, check those out. But Jordan, we basically. People call in, they ask for advice. We can yeah. give sincere advice. We can make fun of them. You do whatever you want. Perfect. It's kind of whatever floats your boat. So they're like just waiting in some room right they're now. They're in a Zoom waiting room right now <laughs> trying to hype themselves By the up. way, when people audition for commercials, there's like Zoom waiting rooms. Oh, God. Jesus Christ. Oh, is that right? Oh, wow. I hadn't even thought about what it like post-pandemic auditioning for a commercial. Like having to be like, I love it. Just like. I wonder if people are like <laughs> trying to perform for each other. You know how people in w- yeah. audition waiting rooms are always kind of like, there's always yeah. those characters like, I'm I, I'm using humor because I'm not scared yeah, yeah. or I'm just. I wonder if that happens that in the Zoom room. That classic trope where they like, they, you open, they open the door leaving the room and everyone's bellowing laughter. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I'll see you guys. See you guys. <laughs> Did you ever see Bring It On? I don't think I did. No. It's one of the, it's an amazing movie, but like the lead heartthrob from that named Jesse Bradford, who is also a swim fan. This is kind of embarrassing for him, but I don't think he will listen, but he, he exited an audition once and he was like my biggest crush. Like I was obsessed with him and he did that thing. He was like laughing, laughing, laughing. And then he turned to everyone in the audition rooms and he goes, I bid thee well, ye fellow actors. Oh, oh God, no. <laughs> oh, you you were there. Yeah, I was there. Oh, no. I was there. I was there. And oh, I was like, well. He's, he's is, getting something. Yeah. He was, probably did get the part, too. I was huh? like, I'm quitting show. This, this is what happens to your childhood crushes. Like, oh. I'm, I'm out. That's oh. how I got into comedy from those actor waiting rooms. Because, like, the actors were so annoying. And then the comedians were fun. Yeah. And I was like, who are they? Whenever you'd audition for a comedy, I was like, oh, I want to be around these people. They're, like, so much better. Yeah. They can be. They can also of course. be horrible. I, um, <laughs> auditions are just so, but it's so They're much all more. horrible. So at least be funny. Yeah. That's right. All. Yeah. Yeah. I, and there is that thing that happens with other comedians, other funny people. Like my first acting school in LA, it was crazy. It was every week we would prepare for an, a, a scene and the same actor, the same woman would go early for some reason. She would be horrible. Uh-huh. She would begin to weep. <laughs> and then for like 40 minutes, the acting coach would like rub her back and tell her she was going to be okay. And 
me and it was the only way I got through it was the other comedians in the yeah, room. We would be looking at yeah. each other like, this is funny, right? We all, yeah, yeah, yeah. and everybody else was like really empathizing with this woman. Mm. And I was, all the other was comedians were like, during the scene or like, the, she would cry and be bad. Oh, she would yeah. cry, receive notes and that, then, cry, okay, and then yeah, begin yeah, to yeah, cry yeah, 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 week yeah. after yeah. week. And it was like, we're paying fucking money yeah. for this. And yeah. it's just like, quit acting, move yeah. back to Iowa. Like it doesn't, yeah. this isn't That's important. That's so, so funny to like get that lesson. We like the give up lesson week after week and just not let it affect <laughs> but most what I like about that story is that you're right. That's a good way to find people who are like minded. Totally. Because it, if you're a natural comedian, you don't really want to be around people who are super sentimental. Yeah. Yeah. That's exactly it's just right. It's not a good. I find that you see you travel and both of you actually more than me. You guys travel in like comedy and kind of ho- Hollywood actor scenes, kind of both. And I find when I'm at a like more Hollywood situation, I'm just like, get me to a comedy party like immediately because I can't, it's just feels, I feel so uncomfortable. I want like really dark, cynical people oh. in my life around me all the time. I feel the opposite. Really? I'm like, I can't be around comedians anymore. I'm like, stop trying to be funny. Uh, that's interesting. <laughs> Why are you always trying to be funny? Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> like, I get that. Just be real. There is something cool and they say hollywood actors are the realest of the real they say they're the <laughs> yeah, realest people yeah. i think i i really put comedy on I, the ability to be funny on such a high pedestal maybe that's mm. something's wrong it, or maybe i'm overcompensating for something but i do know what you're saying there is something about the sincerity of the actor even if it's mm. fake yeah that they're like their their angle is to find sincerity and yeah. to find de- depth even when it's a shallow depth there is something that is nice about that yeah i i miss that about aa i don't go to aa anymore but but I, what i really miss about it is like Earnest. you, earnestness yeah. which is lacking in the rest of my life i yeah. have it with my family but it's like once an, an an hour a week you get together with like people talking about vulnerable their deepest vulnerable emotional kind of uh, weaknesses there is something beautiful about that and i do miss that all right should I'm, go back you know what? You and I will go partying. I'll yeah, drink some G. Perfect, I'll have a perfect. reason to go. Wait, back. you drink What's it? Yeah. yeah, it's like it's, you become a little scientist. You have these beakers, and that is like. <laughs> <laughs> My friend yeah. this year, a Burning Man, she was telling she was doing this, and it was, took an hour. By the way, I can't believe you go to Burning Man sober. That's like very commendable. Oh, thanks. Well, I it it's not a thing that I think he does everything sober. It's not yeah. a thing that I think when you get there you go. I mean. It would be an amazing place to do drugs. I mean, obviously, I'm not stupid. But when you're there, you're not like, I'm lacking in the wildness or psychedelic feeling right, here. Right, it, right. it kind of already it's is there. there. Yeah. But I'm also, you know, I was like, like I said, I was like a teenage raver. And that's like where I get turned on. Like, yeah. is around people that are, I love being around people on psychedelics. I, I kind of just like that world. But anyway, this woman was had all of the, variables of the 2C family and she was telling she was telling us about the the differences between these drugs and they were so What's 2C? They're like these you could probably tell them better it, it, than it's me. It's like a I guess it'd be like an acid molly uh synthetic hybrid. 
Yeah, but there's all. It's like it. Two CB is the classic. Crazy. Yeah, but they had like there's like forty iterations of it, and each of them purport to do something different to you psychedelically. Yeah, and she was given this breakdown of the different two C's that she had on her yeah. and what they did, and it was so funny. It was like this one's like acid, but you feel like you're wearing a sweater. <laughs> this one is a bit like Molly, but you're in a bad mood yeah. the whole time. Yeah, this yeah, one yeah. guarantees you a bad trip. Like it was just like what is happening? But I here? find sometimes like I I sometimes will have like dealers talk like that and be like this one is very even with like weed they do that and i'm like you don't know what it's going to do to me right like right, you're right. acting like you know the inside of me and like how things respond like it, it's going to do what it's going to do and it's probably does a different thing for you i have a, a, a bit that i don't think i'm even telling anymore in my stand-up but about medical marijuana that at the beginning mar- medical marijuana was like re- really made sense they'd be like certain aids patients certain people with glaucoma yeah. it'll help helps your appetite helps your vision got it by the end it was like they were just doing jazz. They'd be like, oh, yeah. this strain. Well, this one, if you have acute hypertension yeah. or if you're just like a little down in the dumps and now that they've legalized it, you go, now what's this one do medically? They're like, it gets you high. Yeah. They just all yeah, get you yeah, high. Yeah, That's yeah, kind of yeah. all that they do. Yeah. But in terms of ha- making sure that your hobbies are things that are good for the whole family, this is not a good one. What's mm. that? Measuring G. Measuring no. G is not good for no. kids. Few beakers and... Uh, moms don't me- measure G. <laughs> I, I think that is good. No one measure G. Okay, Still we're, jealous. Now we're gonna call. We'll do it one time. I would do it once. Yeah. Can I do it once? Darling? You can do whatever yeah, you yeah, want. Yeah, yeah. Don't break. Don't. If I can I ask you one favor, yeah, yeah, as yeah. a friend, yeah, yeah, and don't, I don't I, fuck I, your wife. You can, fuck my, <laughs> you can absolutely fuck my wife. Don't uh, have my wife overdose. I will not. Don't I'm take my wife to an overdose place because that would be yeah. a bummer for me. Yeah, of course. <laughs> that would be a bummer. I'm really, I'm a, I, I'm a good drug daddy. Like I'm, <laughs> okay. I'm like the one. You're like a drugs. shaman yeah, kind of. Bet, okay. You're like, yeah, you come home and you're like, okay, I got, I got bad news and good news. Bad news is we did have sex last night. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Good news. She's yeah, alive. She's alive. <laughs> yeah. She walks in. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mush. Do you think that I'm deficient as a partner? Yes. Well, I'm certainly deficient in potassium and vitamin D, and the reason I know that is because I tested myself at Everly Well. Take action today for a healthier tomorrow at Everly Well. Their at-home lab tests and vitamins, or vitamins, vitamins, as Mm -hmm. Moshe says, and supplements can help you get the knowledge and support you need so you can become a healthier you. But they don't just tell you what you're deficient in. They will start to send those items to you. And that's the coolest part because it can be really difficult to maintain a regimen of taking care of yourself. Everly Well is digital healthcare designed for you, all at an affordable and transparent price. They ship products straight to you with everything needed in one package. You can take your at-home lab test, you can collect your samples, and then use the included prepaid shipping label to mail your test to mail your test back to a certified lab. Then your physician-reviewed results get sent to you by phone or device in just days. It's so easy. And Moshe found out this information. Potassium and vitamins, and they shape all the vitamins and supplements straight to you so it's like a one-stop shop for figuring out what you need to tweak about yourself get serious about your health and for listeners of this show everly well is offering a special discount of 20 percent off an at-home lab test at everlywell.com slash honeymoon that's everlywell.com slash honeymoon for 20 percent off your next at-home lab test everlywell.com slash honeymoon Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. I've noticed a distinct feeling of luxury in our bed lately. 
Mm, must be those satin pillowcases I got. Satin is so silky smooth. It's also vegan and cruelty-free. It's not like silk, which was made from silkworms. These are great for your hair and skin while you sleep. And they all come from Kitsch, which not only makes these awesome satin pillowcases and eye masks, they also have these shampoo and conditioner bars, so you cannot have a bottle that you're throwing away constantly, but you can still keep your hair super healthy, super luscious. With I'm using minimal them. effort. It's awesome. Quick dry hair towels, heatless satin curling rollers, and don't forget their classic hair ties and scrunchies. I love my scrunchie. Kitsch is offering 30% off your entire order at mykitsch.com slash honeymoon. That's right. 30% off of anything and everything. You have to get the satin eye pillow and matching pillowcase. I, my daughter wanted one. I got her a satin pillowcase. I've been wearing this eye mask on all of my flights. It is heaven. My Kitsch, spelled M-Y-K-I-T-S-C-H dot com slash honeymoon, gets you 30% off your order. MyKitsch.com slash honeymoon for 30% off your first order. All right, who we calling? Yeah. We're going to call. Anne in Palo Alto. Where are you from, Jordan? Long Island. Oh, Hello, Anne. Hi. How are you? I'm good. Thank you guys so much for taking my call. Well, thank you. It's me and Natasha and our friend Jordan Firstman, and we're here to help you with all things whatever. Hey. Awesome. Awesome. Uh, I don't have a therapist right now, so this was my best bet for go to for like you know quick quick help. <laughs> you haven't heard the intro to this podcast, but you do have a therapist now, and his name is Jordan, and he is a qualified uh, psychotherapist and esthetician. <laughs> yeah. Perfect. Okay. I need both. That's perfect. <laughs> um, so you guys don't have any context for my situation, right? No, we don't know. Okay, so basically, I guess the core question of the story I'm about to tell you is. If you think the stalemate of communication that I'm in right now with my boyfriend uh, in a new relationship is a sign that we wouldn't be able to work through future conflict productively, or if it's just a situation where I was wrong and I need to get over it and I'm looking for control in situations where I'm not entitled to it. Um, I'm going to try to go through the story succinctly, but uh, feel free to interrupt and ask for more details. Like there are more details. And feel time. free to keep it short. <laughs> yeah, no, no, no. I'm, I, I promise. Do you have a PowerPoint at all? Because your demeanor is so <laughs> yeah, unbelievably yeah. professional right I'm now. I'm like, you're <laughs> acting like the therapist. So I'm like, <laughs> I don't have a therapist, I, yeah. but I don't need one. because yeah, I am one. <laughs> are you like, um, are you some sort of like burgeoning CEO kind of type of person? You seem just really... You know what's so funny that you're We question- already agree with your boyfriend. I know. I actually exactly. already, I already have my advice. Exactly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. The, the no. fact that you're calling about like trying to rest control when you the way that you pose this was so controlling, it's so funny. Do feel free problem was. Do do feel free to interrupt me. Keep it to a minimum. But go ahead. I'm gonna I'm gonna go ahead and tell you the story as I see. Okay, go ahead. So sorry. This is all from my perspective, by the way. I know that it's a lot of reactionary behavior in this, but Anyway, um, and by the way, no, I'm not a CEO. I'm a nanny. So I think I'm just happy to be talking to adults. Um, so my boyfriend and I are in a new relationship. I live in California. He lives in Colorado. We met in college in D.C. We were friendly. He asked me a couple months ago if I wanted to go out to visit him. And we like fell in love. We've been in this like, you know, whirlwind storybook kind of romance. And w- during one of the visits when we were not yet official, I saw a message on his computer when he was doing work in front of me from a girl and it was 
uh, and the messages between them had like a cleavage shot from like a couple of weeks prior. And at the time I was like, okay, we're not official or, or exclusive. I don't have any right to like bring it up or whatever. But like, I just noted like, oh, this girl named her name, like, you know, did this. And then we're together at the end of our six day trip that we had last week. And I see that she texts him howdy. And so I just go like, who, who's that? It's a cowboy. Said, I know. <laughs> yeah. Cow- yeah. <laughs> Um, and, she, and he goes, she's a coworker. She's a girl I used to work with. And I already like, you know, from information I didn't even want, I already know that that's not the full truth. Mm. So later on when we're, when we're going to bed, I ask like, who is this? I tell him about the photo and you say, I, I accidentally like, saw this. Yeah. I and are you, are before. you being a hundred percent real? You accidentally saw it <laughs> or you, yeah, or yeah, you, yeah, you, I you, I you, okay, okay, you okay. stroll a little bit more than you should have. <laughs> no, no, I, I stroll later, but here I swear I didn't. Okay, okay. Um, but that was nice that you were honest with him yeah. and told him that you did see that. Yeah. And also it was the end of the trip and we weren't going to see each other for a while. I wanted to like, I didn't want to leave it like this. Um, uh, and he goes, and he was like, yeah, I mean, like, you know, she's kind of obsessed with me. She sends me flirty messages. It's unprofessional, but I, you know, it's nothing to worry about, baby. Like, you know, you're getting worked up over nothing. It's nothing. I, it's, it's still nagging at me. And I do something the next day that's admittedly not cool. He gives me his phone to go to, uh, to order Thai for us, like on DoorDash. And he's like, what do you want as an appetizer? And I go and I, Go to their messages. Oh my god! During just the appetizer, <laughs> just to get the appetizer. The app- That's like a minute. I'm thinking. I'm thinking. I don't know. What is me crab? Yeah, I don't know what that is. The papaya salad here. They have dried shrimps in the papaya salad. <laughs> I'm not Jewish, but I avoid shellfish. <laughs> no. So as I'm looking at their messages, I'm just rattling off like appetizers, like like in my subconscious. Oh, you're you're saying to your your partner at the time the words of Thai appetizers that you're not looking at <laughs> wow. oh, that's amazing that's, <laughs> that's incredible really good. respect no, it's, it's fucked um, did, did you read anything incriminating accidentally it wasn't incriminating, it, it wasn't incriminating. It, like he uh, he had texted her hi H-A-I and deleted it which I didn't like and that was triggering <laughs> wait, wait, wait 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 <laughs> H A I. Yeah. How do you know? How you're you... sure he's not gay, honey? <laughs> Hi. She's constantly sending me cleavage pics, but you know, it, I don't pay me no, yeah. never mind. If Wait, a girl sent me a cleavage pics, I would be like, Hi. <laughs> <laughs> he said hi to the howdy. Uh, <laughs> Wait, how do you know he did it and then deleted it? How because do you. I- when like when you're looking at the messages before you click, it like shows you the most recent, and it like it said hi. I clicked and it disappeared, which means like his phone hadn't caught up that he deleted it yet. Oh, okay. If that makes sense. Listen, he doesn't really. Ha- he's not living in the. Wait, same hold on. City We're just at the appetizers okay, right now. Okay, keep going. Um, I scrolled up. I didn't see anything directly incriminating. I saw her texting him like. Come, uh, back in August, like, come visit me in D.C., come to, like, this work event thing that she had. I don't want to give away where she works. Um, the White House. Wasn't, wasn't, <laughs> it's Kamala. Yeah. <laughs> Howdy. <laughs> it's me, Kamala. Uh, Howdy. Yeah, that was bad. Okay. Um, but uh, he didn't really give her the t- He was not being, like, a tent. I was not getting the sense that it was, like, a really active thing, but it was not, like, a co-worker relationship. And, like, you know, I, I don't want to believe that this girl's crazy enough to be like grasping at straws and like sending him these things for no reason. Um, and, 
she had sent him like a voice memo that he kept. I didn't listen to it, but I was just like, okay, there's something, there's something not coworkery about this at all. And I started seeing red and I just got really upset. And I was like, I was like, you need to tell her you have a girlfriend right now. And that's the only way I'm going to feel comfortable. Like, yeah, that's like, this is fucked up. And we got in a fight about like the going through the phone, which was not cool. Like not cool. I completely own up to that. Um, we got into a better place by the time I You got to be careful. Air- if you push him too far, he'll be like B-A-I. <laughs> <laughs> Bye. Bye. <laughs> Sorry. No, so okay. you, you got really vulnerable. He knows you dug through his phone, which is never, never feels mm-hmm. cool. No. Um, and so now where is it at? When we leave for the airport, it's in a really good place. But then in the airport, I'm bored and I'm trying to, I'm like, I wonder who she is. And the first and last name he gave me for her, I'm not, I can't find any trace of her online. But this baby, other girl named baby. Gabby that he knows. <laughs> okay, honey, honey. Yeah, you, yeah. You, you have to stop doing this. Yeah. This is yeah. like you, no more murder. She wrote. You have to give up. <laughs> yeah. Give it up. Yeah. You're not. Uh, the more time you spend, you need to stop thinking about. And this. it's just gonna. It's gonna fester inside of you, and then you're gonna project it onto him, and then he's not gonna. It's not gonna be fun anymore. You have to yeah. train yourself to not look at his shit. I. I it happened to yeah. me because I read through this guy's diary, and it's like I remember walking on a bridge and bawling, and I'm like, he's upset with this woman in, on Broadway you know and it's like I had oh all this God. like she was on Broadway or, but like, it? It was like Hi. Hi, Gina but it wasn't it was like a fantasy yeah. do you know what I mean yeah. and it was like yeah. I'm not saying what that's what yours is but it was like this immature thing of him like journaling about this girl's yeah. talent and I took it in this own way and it's like n- that you can never know so all you have to do is control yourself and do not do that it's really bad for your I think there's a I think there's a a deeper thing going on too, where it's like I'm getting the sense that like maybe you've known each other for a long time, so that makes it like feel longer. But the actual like thing is so new, so it's like, and if you kind of like put in these patterns of like this is going to be intense, this is going to be an intense relationship. Like buckle up, like no, like you kind of it's gonna it's gonna make him not. he's going to be on the defense and like, so you want it to like stay fun for as long as, cause if you're in a relationship, it's going to get not fun. Like it's just inevitable, but like you want, the goal is to keep it fun for as long as possible, especially when you're starting out, especially when you don't see each other a lot. Like just make sure when you're together, it's like, you feel good for, for you too. That's like so true. And and I don't think he's cheating on you. And if, and if you have, and like eventually so I just would never he's going to take care of it. That, you already said something. Don't ever mention it again unless 100%. it's an issue. What yeah. what Jordan said is so true and so wise and something that my old AA sponsor always used to say to me anytime I had drama like what, what you're describing is just drama. And he would just say, you know, this is supposed to be fun. Right. And I always say, like, if you have a relationship because Jordan's so right, you're setting up a foundation for a relationship that's based on drama and fighting about the relationship. And if you ever are in a relationship where you spend more time talking about the state of your relationship Mm -hmm. than have enjoying the relationship itself, you're not in a relationship. You're in like a long term fight. But. just to see her side of it, you know, she wants to make sure she's not going to uproot herself of course. over some guy who's like playing her and lying to her. So you do have to be aware of that. But, but, but here's the other true thing. You're smart. I can tell. I mean, we all could tell because we were intimidated by you from the moment you started talking. You're an intelligent person. If this person is living a duplicitous, sketchy double life, you're not going to miss it. 
You're not going to like be hoodwinked and just like be in a relationship with him while he's out fucking a bunch of howdy girls and you're you're missing everything and the only way for you to find the truth is through this one text thread thing. Cuz here's the truth of the matter in my opinion as the only man on this podcast right now that dates women. Um right? Yeah. Okay. Uh <laughs> What I know that men do, I don't know, maybe they do this when they date men too, but I feel like what men do is they fan the ember of every sexual possibility until the exact moment <laughs> where that someone they have tells to them pour to- water on it. Like I yeah, was doing that so true. I, I was doing that until the, 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 the split second that it became an issue with Natasha. So much I, so And I had to like eventually say something, you know. So much so that there I don't think I've ever told you this, Natasha. There was early on in our dating uh, um, life, there was a girl coming to visit. One of my embers, one of my howdies was coming to, she was passing through LA and I was agonizing. I was like, I want, we weren't exclusive yet, but we were definitely on the track where emotionally it would have been very weird for me to hook up with somebody else. And I was like kind of agonizing back and forth because I'd been fanning that little ember until the very moment I didn't. (laughs) And at the last second, I texted her and I said, I, I, I don't know if I said I'm in a relationship now. I probably just like, I was probably too scared to say I'm in a relationship. I was like, I can't make it on this trip. And I didn't go there. But what I'm saying is like, that's what guys oh, are honey, doing. Thank you so much. Well, <laughs> what a, what a gentleman. It's not even, I'm not claiming to be a gentleman. I'm just saying like, I was so scared. And most guys I feel like are so scared of this idea of like, okay, I'm in, I'm just in. And everything else is like done. So the more you can be fun and understanding, especially if you're like really serious about this guy, you know, I think that it's going to be easier for both of you. Yeah, but do it for yourself too because you want to you want to have fun in this relationship. It's not just totally. about making him mm, that's feel a good point. comfortable. Yeah. Like you're going to feel better about all of it. And like just yeah. if you just, you know, stop overthinking. I know it's impossible to stop overthinking, but like if you consciously make the decision, like, you know what, I'm going to like look for the positives in this and I, I'm, we're going to have fun today. Yeah. My point with the Amber was not that it doesn't suck for you to be yeah. on the receiving end of seeing one of those, those things. My point is it's not indicative of a guy that's like, I'm a serial philanderer and I'm going to lie to you and con you. It's just a dumb it's a thing that guys do i don't know if it's not every guy obviously but it's a thing that i know they do they kind of don't fully close the circuit until it's time to fully close the circuit and so you will know just like natasha said don't be a, a private investigator you'll know if this guy's in by the way he acts around you you're smart enough that you'll figure that out and just tell yourself that like you don't want to like if any moment you could die and you want to be doing something you know good when you die like don't be sleuthing through right. someone's phone yeah, yeah. Like, there's two things you don't want to do when you die <laughs> you don't want to be scrolling through somebody else's um uh facebook chats and you don't want to be at a hotel in berlin on ghb those are the two things I'd rather one more than the yeah. other. <laughs> <laughs> did, did we help you? I, th- I feel like you just, uh, yeah, you, you need to kind of let it go a little bit until you have reason not to. And that means training yourself and being disciplined and just don't talk about it. He's going to love listening to this. <laughs> We're not saying he's right. <laughs> He's oh, no, not, no, yeah, yeah, but no. he's even not right. It yeah. actually isn't yeah. that cool. I'm not that even, was, yeah, I'm not getting amazing vibes from him to be honest. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but 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 we're <laughs> but we're not talking to him. Yeah, we're talking to you. No, it's so true. He's he's not right. It's just actually, I if fucking you, hate that guy. If you want this thing to have a shot, 
then the secret is not like getting into control of what he has been doing before you guys were serious. The secret is to be present, enjoy what Jordan said, have a good time with him in the moment and you'll figure it all out. And you're still getting to know him. So you got to figure out if he really is cool too. Yeah. In other ways, you know, you guys don't even live in the same city. I mean, these, these long distance relationships, I'm sorry, but it's not really a relationship. Okay. I'm in a long distance relationship. (laughs) (laughs) No, I'm teasing, but it's, it's, of course it's a relationship, but it is like, the living and yeah. being yeah. around somebody like yeah. and like the times yeah. when you're very annoyed like yeah. i don't know i just feel like living with someone is so or at least being in the same city i mean what yeah. don't you, do you go like three months without seeing each other well i mean we've only been dating like we've only been doing this for three months and we've seen each other five times so it was like we've done like we've already <laughs> done multiple like trips together but it's but we haven't done the mundane together yet which i know is like when you really like you'll get there but what jordan's saying is right if you think about you've been together two months and you've had five conversations that are like who is this bitch at 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 the certain point like that's not what the relationship should be about and like i said you will know if this person is giving you the vibes that he's not fully committed to you because you'll be there and you will feel him you won't you won't need to figure it out by looking through his phone. You will know. And if you don't know, then it's there's no hope for you anyway. You're you're a, a mark and you're going to get conned. So I don't see that. I don't see that in you. Yeah, thank you. All right, well, good luck, honey. Thank you. That was very helpful. Okay, good. All right, good luck. Good night. And Jordan, I don't know what I'm talking about. I'm just saying, okay. No, no, I, I know exactly what you're saying. I think it's a... It's, if one of you were like waiting to ha- start a family, but you're like, yeah. I can't help it. They just live long distance. In those I cases... I think they're just different kinds of relationships. Mm. So we consider I mean? them not relationships. You're like, that's... We're <laughs> real. You're Wait, fake. where is your person? Berlin. <laughs> that's rough. The, the classic, that's the tough. quick LA to Berlin is trip. He, is he German? He's Italian. He's Italian living in... I mean, there are That's worse- how hot he is that he can get you to commit to him overseas. He's so fucking hot. P.S. Yeah. There are worse... That's hard. Oh, oh but, but maybe you can like... there are worse places to have to visit Australia. than Berlin. Yeah, I mean, for, I it's love so Berlin. cool like, there. I, you know, I love Berlin. Can you Zoom as like a relationship? Is we, that a th- We do Zooms, yeah. <laughs> we do, yeah. We talk Maybe, on- I mean, I, I really take it back. <laughs> No, yeah. I because you're sitting here, we really do take it back. I actually, it is, it it has been hard just because I I miss him so much. Like I'm so in love with him, and it is new. So it it's not so much like the day to day I'm like yearning for, but it's just like missing him. Some con- comfort and connection. How oh, many- I, I'm never yearning for the day to day. It's yeah, just a yeah. reality yeah. <laughs> that makes you never? like. When I come home, don't you go like, oh, he's back. <laughs> Okay, yeah. let's no, do another call. No, I do, call. I do, I do. <laughs> all right, all right. Do we got one How more How old do you think that girl was? 28? 28, yeah. yeah. I think that's right. 26, 28? It, it seemed like a, a pretty fresh relationship. Big I mean, time. I, I loved what, what he's... You, like, low-key, what do you guys think is going to happen? <laughs> uh, <laughs> I think she is... My vibe from the guy, honestly... Do you, what, do, do you talk about them after the... Oh, yeah. Call, okay. <laughs> My vibe from the guy was, was, was typical. He was typical. And she... Also, was doing a kind of typical thing, which is like you both were yeah, just correct. Yeah, you both had nailed it exactly. It's like, don't make this drama, and and what you're doing by trying to yeah. get to the bottom of something is just poisoning it's yourself. It's so typical, man, woman. Like, yes, it's like he probably isn't. He probably is scared out of his mind Absolutely. about what's happening. And she lives far. She yeah. lives in California, and he's like, "Fuck, what am I gonna do?" And she's I'm, giving what are we vibes? Hundred percent. Mm. I mean, when you th- give what are we vibes, like it's <laughs> <laughs> it's. It's it's intense. That was some one of the things that I know kept me in long distance relationships personally was that I was able to have intimacy 
emotional intimacy yeah. without needing to have commitment yeah. uh, intimacy, which was terrifying to me. <laughs> so anyway, I don't what, know. What's, doesn't someone always have to do what are we? Eventually. No, I don't know. I feel like it usually, it can happen really naturally. Mm. There was I, just like a moment with, with my person where I'm like, this is my boyfriend, like end of story. Meanwhile, we zoom into Berlin. He's like, I, I don't know what he's talking about. I, what are you talking about? We this, went to uh, a, the, a techno club one night and uh, we danced and he was on GHB. He had a whole narrative going on. Do you guys communicate really well? Yeah, it's like we have such a deep, like profound soul connection. Like we kind of don't even need to a lot like we it's like he doesn't oh, speak english we, he does, yeah. <laughs> yeah, okay. uh-huh. Uh-huh. <laughs> no it's like it, it's like we both know and like we both know when we fucked up and like we're we're both like we both have issues so it's like we know we're sensitive with each other and like we both really want the best for each other so like you know in other relationships if they would fuck up like it it, it felt different but at this i'm like i give him space and i'm like i know you want to be better so even when he hurts me which he can it's like it just feels different than other things i've been in no one cuts as deep as a german italian yeah it's true he he gets an italian gemini i have a real question that might be too i don't want to you know i anything yes what's the what's your best case scenario here Mm. like what, what what would that look like what would success look like with this guy I don't it is one of one of those corny things where it was it's just like I love him so much that care. it's just like I have to do this. Like mm. I have to just like jump in. You're not in. thinking of That's a good yeah. feeling. Yeah. That is such a good feeling. He's got young love, he gets to do drugs. Oh yeah. We're kind of like trying to live your life a little bit, I feel like. Um would you mind watching our daughter for 6 to 8 <laughs> six months yeah. while yeah, 6 to 8 years while we go to Berlin and party? <laughs> That would be fun. I mean, it's our thing there. is fun too. See, this is the thing about child having a kid that I I think if you nail it, it can be perfect. You have all the fun. It's not for young parents. Now, young parents have fucked everything up. They just, they made it. Right. There's a gross miscalculation of having a kid at like 20 because that's the years where you're supposed to be like, this is awesome. Even you, almost 30. Yeah. Absolutely. But you do like. You should wait till 40, 40 to have a kid. Right at the, right totally. at the day before or the day after <laughs> you say, what the fuck am I doing with my life? That's exactly the du- that's the Ooh, day to have yeah, a child yeah, yeah, emerge yeah. into your life because you yeah. go. It's like what what am I? Well, I'm just gonna keep going to clubs. Yeah. That, that's what I do. I just keep going to clubs, and then all of a sudden you're like, ah, this is what yeah. I do. If you can nail that timing, which I think I feel like I did. I, I don't know if you feel that way. Then you can just like sail into destiny. I feel like one thing that's appealing that I've heard other people say is that like it can really get rid of a lot of your. Uh, narcissism or like just self-obsession and but ambition and ambition and which ambition. that's scary it is scary yeah. but it's true i mean the, the whole idea of like i want to strive to like become immortal through my comedy it's just like yeah. i don't give a f- you're just like let me feed this kid and like live a comfortable life 100 percent. yeah and it is scary no uh-oh no no you're right do you feel good about it or do you feel like well, you just have to eventually find the balance, yeah. right? Which yeah. I have not found yet, <laughs> but I'm working on it. Yeah. All right. We have another call. We have another call. Hey, Tosh. Yeah, Mosh. Your T I T T I E S are looking P E R K Y. Why oh, is you. that? Thank you. I'm wearing the Third Love 24/7 Classic T-shirt bra. Makes your boobs look great. It's also super supportive and comfortable, and won't show through your clothes. Uh, I just decided it was time to get one bra in the, in the rotation. I'm loving it. Does it pinch or poke you? 
It doesn't. Do it's the actually straps slip? No, that's why I never wore bras. But this cups is so gape? <laughs> No, this is so comfortable. Is it ugly? No, it's it, cute. Is it uncomfortable? No. Does it show through your clothes? Oh my god. Does no. it have a million itchy tags? <laughs> no, it doesn't. That's third love. And they've got this fit finder quiz, which actually is a lot of fun if you're a man to take. But you know what? You're, if you're a man and you're dating a woman, she probably wants a third love thing. And so go get yourself a classic 24-7 t-shirt bra. It'll be your go-to bra, ladies. Also, Third Love is the largest donor of undergarments in the U.S., partnering with organizations across the United States. Third Love has donated over $40 million worth of bras to help people in need. And if you're thinking about getting one of these bras, here's the thing. They've got a 60-day return and exchange for free. No questions asked. You just take the Fit Finder quiz, get your bra. If it's not super, super comfortable and you don't love it, Get that bad boy out of your life. But we know you won't because these bras are banging. Upgrade your bra and get 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash honeymoon. That's 20% off your first order today at thirdlove.com slash honeymoon. We're calling Trevor, Trevor. in San Francisco. Ooh. I'm getting good vibes gay. from him. He's okay. Okay. Hey, queen. <laughs> Should we ask him how he spells hi? Yeah. <laughs> we won't ask him if he's gay. <laughs> how yeah. would you spell? Hi, Trevor. Hi. Okay. Okay. <laughs> yes. All right, Jordan. AJI. <laughs> Trevor, how are you? I am doing great. This is awesome. Thank Glad you for being on. Thank you. Uh, it's Natasha, Moshe, and our friend Jordan Firstman. Yeah. Good to meet you guys. Nice to meet you too. Me too What's going Trevor. on? I'm uh, struggling to develop standards for myself. Um, in dating, it's tough being a gay guy. Mm-hmm. Jo- I don't know if Jordan has experienced this probably not because he's attractive but hey, oh we're, so not, cute, we're not starting trevor. like that no but we're you're attractive too trevor let's get that yeah out of the way. no i think i think the thing that's that's uh hard in the gay community especially in san francisco is that guys tend to be very focused on who looks the best and they won't even be friends with you unless you're like a supermodel and so i think it affects people who aren't fully like gym bought in like they go to the gym every day they look jacked um and so it affects their self-esteem and then we don't have standards and so i think the thing that i struggle with as you just heard um is that i need to figure out how to have standards so i'm not putting myself at risk risk of of getting hurt by someone by by not being good enough for someone not feeling like you're good enough for someone yeah i don't know about or risks that you would date below think, your level <laughs> no um i don't know that there is dating below my level but um i think <laughs> you gotta stop, we got Trevor. yeah i think we, we found the problem absolutely you can't talk like you that you can't talk like that yeah no um i uh i think just in general like whether it be getting hurt like medically like if i you know, hook up with someone who i shouldn't be hooking up with or um you just, you, you uh, just you, you're you you have found yourself in the past with people that are kind of like you don't feel like you should have been with. Is that true? Yes. Okay. Yeah. Welcome to the club, brother. Yeah. I mean, I do, a, just, I, yeah. I do a podcast with one. I mean, it's just <laughs> like no, but I've I felt that way too. I mean, but I'm getting a whole different vibe from you than the question you're asking. I think it's Jordan kind of is too. Like the I don't believe you that the gay community in San Francisco is all obsessed with the hottest Jim Bod guy. I believe that the gay community that you put yourself in front of are people like that. So you can reinforce this 
kind of shitty narrative that you have about yourself, how worthy you are. I know, I know, not being a member of the gay community in San Francisco, that there are non-superficial gay men in San Francisco. There's a lot of them. And you could find a group of guys that are just lovely people that aren't super superficial. I think you like to punish yourself by being around people that are vapid and and superficial so that you can continue to believe this bullshit about yourself that you're not lovable, not hot, there's no one no you deserve crappy things. I mean I think I think you're you're right and wrong. Okay. Like it is nearly impossible to be gay. Like it is it is very hard. Like I like you you say I'm hot. I feel the same things as you a lot. I think like before you know i have clout now because i have instagram followers but like before that it's like people you know i would get rejected because i was too fat or too whatever jewish like whatever it is like gay guys are evil and mean and like (laughs) oh i was gonna say that (laughs) (laughs) they do i mean most of them um if you're going i i I think moses is oh my god moses uh moshe that is what it is and that's what it means i I can Um, take it i think he's right to a certain degree that it's like if you go out into a gay social space, those are the people you're going to run into. And I've had to really distance myself from, from any form of gay scene, really, especially in the States. Cause it just, I'm like, I look around and I'm like, I am someone who actually like, I am pretty confident. I know my worth. And I look around and I look at these like muscle Queens looking right through me. And I'm like, why would I put myself in this space? Why, why do I need to feel bad about myself tonight when I can like find a group of people that maybe aren't gay or like that, you know, just better spaces to be around. And there's so many avenues to like find. I recommend, it sounds like you're, you're also like conflating social life with like finding partners too. And so I think maybe try a version where like you are, are finding partners in different avenues, whether it be like through friends or on apps that aren't grinder and like, seeing dating a guy that's like outside of the social scene because really once you step away from that gay scene and i've done it like i've really made an effort to in the last couple of years you just are so much happier and like hanging out with straight like i feel like we had as gay people we had it in our minds so much especially where i feel like we're around the same age but like we're like oh my god there's a community of all gay guys and like they fuck each other and they're hot and like i could i could do that and then, like, I've had a kind of come to Jesus moment where I like started hanging out with. I thought it wasn't cool to hang out with straight people, so then I started hanging out with straight people again. I'm like, they're actually so much better in a lot of ways. <laughs> <laughs> and, and so, like, now I use gay men to have sex with mostly, or to you know date or whatever. And I, you know, I, the people I socialize with, I usually make me feel good about myself. Mm-hmm. So that that's made my. It, does that is that resonating at all with you? Yeah, I think so. I think the the part of the problem with that, though, is that a lot of times gay men will not be friends with someone unless they're attracted to them. For but whatever Jordan's saying he hangs reason. out with hetero people. Yeah. But we don't want to make that the official advice platform of the Endless Honeymoon <laughs> yeah. podcast. That's Jordan. No, you, want just... to feel, you want to feel like you're fitting in with the scene, but it's like yeah. at a certain point you just have to like the, it's not that. Well, no, it's not giving up. It's like yeah, I think you're right. Knowing your worth, and if you're around yeah. like people that are just focused on their abs, like why would you want to be around that? That's not but, knowing but, your worth. Let me ask you this, Jordan. Like, and Trevor, aren't there? There's two people here that are both saying, "When I was in that scene, I felt my self-esteem was challenged, and I felt like people were judging me based on superficial 
for superficial reasons, it stands to figure what what how many people are gay? Ten percent of the population. They're not all hot and chiseled. So it stands to figure there's a big group of people in every city and every gay scene in America that are just the same as you, Trevor. That are like, God, I I just want some friends or some people to date and yeah. I, and I'm not I mean and can't you find a way I don't know uh, also, can you seek them out energetically I think it might be good for you the next time you're with someone you might have sex but you're like I really don't like this person and they're they're gross to you in some way maybe don't have sex with them because then I think it just kind of helps you with yourself like maybe you'll be a little proud of yourself or something and go jack off instead I heard something. I heard somebody once describe it as sleeping with people you wouldn't have lunch with Oh and God, I remember God. that was like my big goal one time I did this like yeah. sexual inventory and I was like, I want to stop sleeping with people I wouldn't have lunch with. I want to like yeah. the people that I'm having sex with. And that was like, to me, that was like a big goal. Like yeah. if I can just enjoy their company. But it's it's yeah. also like, <laughs> don't, I, there, there's just things that like gay people have inside that like, it it's kind of hard to explain, but like, don't also beat yourself up if you do like at 3 a.m. find the ugliest guy and like let him suck your cock. I do it like right. probably twice a week. <laughs> and like <laughs> I honestly and it's like I think I I <laughs> I've gotten I've gotten to a point where and like maybe it is it it does stem from self-esteem, but I just try not to beat myself up about that side anymore. I'm like, you know what? Like, do I feel great after these hookups? No. Have I ever stopped doing them since I was 19 years old? No. So it's like, this is just part of my life. I let ugly guys suck my cock at 3 a.m. I and used to think that it was, <laughs> I don't know if I should say this in front of Natasha, but I used to think it was, and I'm just curious for both of you, there was something actually extra hot about it. Is that true or is it just like what, this What suck? part? And I used to, about like an ugly guy? I used to find hooking up with somebody I didn't find attractive to have a special kind of erotic charge to it personally yeah and like a i mean one they're usually if like a, a really hot guy hits me up at 3 a.m i'm like they're they're probably on meth or they like <laughs> don't, are not going to be good at sucking my cock and usually the ugly guys are really good at it i, I mean that's as the old trope goes sure yeah. but sure. <laughs> i want to wait trevor talk, talk a little more because we've been talking a lot yeah i think um I think part of the problem is that like when especially just I think this might just be being a guy like when you see someone that's really really hot no matter how much of like a terrible person you think they are or you know they are you just start making excuses of like yeah no I'll do it but like it's 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 totally fine that they like have monkey pops it's fine like I'll figure it out but like it's the uh, it's the fence that you jumped over. It's like yeah, it's a, a man fence. will a man will go no yeah. matter what. For yeah. sex, it's like if, yeah. if the sex is also so close, mm. it's just like you, right. you'll risk it all. Exactly. So so is that a question though? Like yeah. What's how, it, what like what? <clears throat> yeah. What is the question? What what are you looking for? You you want to find a way to not feel like shit, being yeah. like feel like shit about yourself. Yeah, like a way to like, when I'm in the moment, like, be comfortable turning someone down if I know mm. that long term, it's a bad idea. This is very difficult, very difficult for men, period. But I think, practically speaking, you should start jerking off before yeah. you go out. Hundred. Oh, God. Yeah, it's hard, hard, Very because hard. even you'll even convince yourself like, I don't want to do that because I know what I'm doing is responsible. I mean, try to get me. 
to go out after I jerk. I'm not going out. <laughs> Is that I'm, true? Yeah. But I'm, I'm in bed. I'm like, that's. Yeah. I know, right? Because you're going out to have fun and yeah. find somebody. But yeah. I mean, but that's a very like, difficult. Yeah. And you have to just maybe force yourself into some things that you don't usually do. Some new scenes, new, new. Uh, places to hang out i agree i agree with new scenes because you can really get you forget how big the world is and how big even san francisco is like you're probably going to a lot of the same parties every weekend the same bars seeing the same people that have rejected you on scruff like you're like it's like they're triggering spaces to be in like i if like I'm sensitive too, and if like a guy rejects me, I don't. I I go more like anger route. I'm like he's enemy forever, and so like I'll see guys everywhere I go. I'll be like enemy, 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 enemy. enemy. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, but, the truth is, uh, th- again, there is. You're right, Jordan. There's a part of this conversation that Natasha and I are just gonna miss because it's not our culture, and we just I don't have the insider yeah. uh, information about. We're cis hat pieces yeah. of shit. We are cis hat pieces <laughs> of shit, and we admit that and we own that. But I do know this. The gay or not, that the the that your self esteem being low is is a problem that you can deal with without the approval of hot people telling you you are hot or not. It's it is an in as they say in recovery spaces, it's an inside job. You're not your self esteem stuff. Those de- self deprecating remarks you make about you and the way you look, because honestly, you're an attractive guy. Like these, I appreciate the, the, that. These spaces, these comments you make, they're not going to be solved by a hot guy going, "You're hot enough," and then you're all of a sudden like, "Oh, cool, I'm healed," because. That guy says that's not going to happen. That's an inside job. That's changing your own self. And like, and if it if it's about finding a new space in the gay community in San Francisco, where I mean, you know, it's like, yeah, I I don't think that if you went to the like gay men's D and Dungeons and Dragons uh, yeah. gathering, you'd be finding a lot of super superficial. Maybe you would. Maybe maybe I'm wrong. But I just feel like you could change where you go, and that would lessen a little bit. But more importantly, is like getting getting in, into some internal work uh, with therapy and with just working on like treating yourself. You know, you want these guys to treat you right, but you should be yeah. treating yourself right. Right. No, absolutely. And yeah. Hi. And I, and I, I will, <laughs> I will say like you, I have gotten so far by just pretending to be confident. And like, mm. it really, you have to, like you want if you're going around thinking you're ugly, thinking you're not worth shit, like thinking these guys are hotter than you, like they feel it instantly and mm. they're like, I won't even like look at that person. But mm. if you come up and you're like, I'm I'm hot, I know, I know my worth, like you said, like finding finding your self worth, even if you do have to fake it sometimes, like you're just gonna see better results. And I do agree with Moshe, like it is, it does need to come from inward. But like I do think as an immediate step, like Stop saying I'm ugly. Mm-hmm. Stop saying I, I, these guys are better than me. Like, just like, you don't have to say I'm better than them or I'm not. Like, just like, remove that from your language. Because the first thing you said to us, and it's like, mm-hmm. you know, it's it doesn't make it doesn't make someone want to, because uh, they, they believe you. You know what mm-hmm. I mean? Like, it's right. like, yeah. And it's all about training your mind. And then you'll find yourself saying it. And you're like, oh, I'm trying to not say that about myself. Right. You know, and I think that, you know, when you start finding getting older and reading self-help and trying to like, you know, heal any parts of yourself, you know, you start to learn that like having uh, discipline in your mind can help a lot. Like just like just try to 
you're never going to win saying that. So you might as well just try to stop, you know, and it's hard, but it's incredibly difficult. Like, uh, unfortunately, what we're talking about is so much more hard than, uh, finding a new club to attend. It's It's a commitment to yourself kind of. Yeah. It's the hardest work a person can do is like going into, cause this whole narrative, there's no way again, I hope I'm not speaking out of class, but there's no way that this whole narrative started when you got to the gay community in San Francisco and realized how hot everybody was. This is something that's like core, deep, oh, yeah. baby, yeah, baby Trevor, you know, narrative that you've been telling about yourself. And like that stuff takes so much effort and time and energy to unravel, but it's so worth it. It's like, it is the work. I hate, oh, I just said the work. work. Oh God, I'm so sorry I said it's the work. It's the turtleneck, but, honey. Oh, is that what it is? <laughs> Well, Trevor, you're so cute, and I'm really thankful that you were vulnerable with us, and yeah. you seem like you'd be a cute boyfriend, so, yeah. and that you have stuff to offer. Appreciate really that. Great. Yeah. I mean, you deserve I, it. Go ahead, Trevor. Oh, I was going to say, I think I joke a lot, and I make those self-deprecating comments, and I think, like, it's one of those things, like, you have to believe, but you say them more as, like, a self-coping mechanism. Sure. And so, but it is a good call out that it's not something that you should lead with because then the other person will start seeing you for that. Well, yeah, we recognize a self-deprecating joke. I mean, that's our stock and trade, yeah. but I also recognize that you made those self-deprecating. I didn't think you were being 100% serious, but I also was like, huh, the theme of this call is how do I not fuck people that I feel like are below my standards and how come nobody thinks I'm uh, attractive enough to hang out with them? And here are two jokes where I talk shit about myself. I'm like, why, why should they treat you like you're the shit if you're treating yourself this way? You know, it does, That's a good just point. Like, just like Jordan said, it perpetuates itself. If you walk in to a space and go like, I'm awesome, I deserve everything, then you'll, you, have a different, you have a different pheromonal scent than a person that walks 100%. in going like, I'm about to be rejected, so let's find out who yeah. by. And it's like you're not always it, – it, the attitude doesn't always work, but it works a lot more than if you come in saying I'm shit. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, good luck, Trevor. Good luck, Trevor. Thank you so much. Good luck on the Trevor project. (laughs) (laughs) All right, Trevor. Thank you. Oh, that was... He was so cute. He was sweet. I know. know. Do you think this next generation is going to be easier for gay people? Like, it feels like it's so hard to be gay. It's really hard. People have been like... And then... But I know so many moms who are like, I hope my kid's gay. Like, that didn't used to happen where, like, people were, like, wanting Well, it's... it's, I find that to be homophobic because it, like, it reduces... It's the biggest problem. It reduces gay people to their good qualities. Mm. And it's like, I want that fun, fabulous. No, but it's also, I think it also comes from like, maybe them being less sexually aggressive or in, in a uh, bad way, like just the, the straight, yeah. no, but the straight her, what she's male. saying yeah. is it's the, it's the, the, and maybe it is homophobic as well. It's the, it's the panic of having a boy and going, is my kid going to rape, be, yeah. <laughs> or a there's girl. no gay rapist, <laughs> yeah, but you yeah, know, yeah. there's just wanting your girl to have to, to never have yeah. to like be right. with a man. Or right. Yeah. Right. But right. by the way, I hear you. That could be homophobic. I yeah, don't know. I mean, it's really weird. And like, I am, I'm not the, you know, this is why I'm like maybe some somewhat of a problematic figure in the gay community because I do like I'm not all about liberation. I'm like I'm more about seeing it how it is and and telling the truth. But like, you know, the older you get, like you hear all the tropes of like I just don't want like my like gay men leave such a sad lonely life. And I'm like I look around and I see it. So I'm like a lot of those those stereotypes are true and it's like sucks that straight people like use it to weaponize it instead Mm. of help Mm. um but it is you know 
gay sadness is a real thing. Like it is just prevalent and you know, there are some years that it feels better. Mm. I, cause I, cause I also am like, I'm out a lot. I see a lot and like, I see it go in waves and like last year was really bad. Like last year for like every gay scene I was in, I was like, this is, we're in a really bad spot. Right you now. could feel the ambient energy of the scene feeling dark or something. Yeah. Like just that. like the, the, like, well, this, everyone was pretty depressed. So probably true. in this world, if they're already prone to depression. Yeah, it like, was like just the the excess sex and drugs. Like I had never seen it to that level. And like people really just like, it was completely meaningless. Mm, interesting. Um, but yeah, no, I mean like being, I, I yeah, I see younger generations and like, first of all, I hate, like I'll, I'll publicly say it here. I like, I've turned a corner with Gen Z. I hate them. <laughs> I hate that. At first, I was like, I was. <laughs> I think they're so dumb that each and every one of them, is one, the dumbest people I've ever heard speak. They have no thoughts of their own. Everything they've ever heard is regurgitated from a TikTok they've seen. Like, it's, oh, that is so depressing. It's like they literally can't have, and they like glom onto these buzzwords, and like they don't even know what the words mean. They just figured out what unlikable means and like, they like an unlikable <laughs> character. Like, why would I watch someone unlikable in a movie? And like, they, I'm like, you don't even know what you're talking about. Like, what do you, th they don't even know what I, I just hate Gen Z, but I like, look at the, I look at the gay people and I'm like, actually they're, they're struggling just as hard, but they have this like really smug layer of like anyone older than us is the problem. Mm. But I'm like seeing them go through all the same shit. And like, there's a couple guys like similar to Trevor that pop up on my TikTok that like, just are like really struggling, but like they're going about like he, I felt like Trevor was actually going more towards the problem. Like I felt energetically, he, he still wants to get really hot and be part of that crew mm. instead of like doing the work to figure out how to like not want to be that. And I see a right. lot of these kids right. like, you know, they just change their bodies in such dramatic ways. And it's so easy now because everyone's on steroids. Like, is that true? Kids are on steroids. Um, everyone you what? know is on steroids. Well, it's, it's to, to, ch to change their sex or to, no, to get better bodies. Oh. I mean, that's the issue with social media, period, is you're constantly looking at bodies that are hotter than yours and going, I could get there. I could and, it, and you go and now, to the gym and you just want to work out more. Yeah, but then now it's even, it's like a different thing because we had Instagram, which was like pictures. Right. And now they have literally, like, you'll see a hot girl in their body, the algorithm will know you. The next thing is like being like, these are the types of steroids you take that have the least side effect. Like information on how to get the steroids. Oh, that is so like, dark. It's crazy. Oh my God! But so the algorithm, like doctors tell so the algorithm is like leading you yeah. down yeah. the path of <gasps> disease and yeah. self-esteem yeah. crushing. Yeah. Wow, that is so scary. You don't, you don't think there's going to be people who are like, let's, let's boycott this. No, it's they, too addictive. They don't. They have. They also have a problem with like admitting they're wrong. And so, like, anytime even someone tries to like say something that's wrong with TikTok, they come like a mob. Mm. Like they don't want to hear that TikTok could be bad. Interesting. From what I've seen, from what I've seen, like it, th there might be different sectors of TikTok that I'm not on, but that's what I've seen. We just so you know, we knew you might be a problematic figure in the gay community when you said straight people are better. <laughs> that was when we. That was our first clue. You know, we're newer to this, and it's not our community. But that was to us a signal. 
I, every, I'm like, why am I not on the out 100? <laughs> <laughs> Fuck gay people. <laughs> but you know what? You, that is so scary. That and that is the fucking danger of the algorithm. Is that there's a there's a diseased behavior yeah. that it can know that you want. And I wonder if that's true for. I'm sure it is for women with eating disorders. I'm sure that that the, that the same. It's like they know that you're looking at videos of like these like anorexic, you know, those like weird anorexic activists, yeah. and then they take you down like dietary tips and you yeah. just all of a sudden find yourself in a dark corner. But I think we I mean, what to- I eat in a day has become well, is like a huge TikTok like trend. It's like skinny girls are like, this is what right. I eat in a day. Right. And, then, and then, and then like fat people kind of co-opted. They're like, this is what I eat a day is like a fat bitch who like doesn't deserve to live. And they're, ha, ha, they're ha, like, ha, 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 ha. Yeah. But it's like, even the concept of like the, I mean, it's like the, what, how we would post a selfie in 2012. They post, everything they ate that day i think i'm okay with failing in obscurity no that's what i was saying to to moshe before like that once you're i say don't join tiktok because once you're on it then you'll feel like you're gonna you're missing so much by not being on it but if you never know what you're missing like that's heaven and do you feel that your life has been enriched by the things you've learned no i feel like it's edifying it's not edifying right what does that word mean? Means making you better. Right. Yeah. It's and making you, you make worse. A TikTok explaining yeah. the definition <laughs> yeah, better. Yeah. But but right. It's like book learning yeah. is slow. It's gradual yeah. and it changes the way your brain yeah. kind of. There really works. is an, a, a trust in like the tech com- company to like not take you down a bad road. And oh, it's, it's like, like the, why a is a Chinese tech company? No tea, no shade. But like it's like this is that country is very different from ours right? and the way that like information is, is given out. So it's like the fact that we're part of that algorithm, like it's not. And we just know that's what happens yeah. now. You talk about one thing and then you get ads for yeah. it. So, but now it's, I, I notice, and I, maybe I'm being conspiracy here, but I notice even when I think, even when I think, okay, Stop you are, it. that's insane. That's I not swear, but that's not, Jordan. I, literally that's I'm, not possible i'm telling you <laughs> well how could it be explain this Moshe doesn't I, believe explain in ghosts. your plan with he your italian explain your, okay, Ital- your okay, italian okay. boyfriend long-term <laughs> plan and explain how the tiktok how uh the okay. people at tiktok are reading so, your mind so this is i mean i this this is such a half-baked theory <laughs> but it's like you know how that we impulse like comes before consciousness like your 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 subconscious is like working way faster than your your brain. So like you're actually doing things ahead of you knowing them. And I think the algorithm is kind of working in the same way where it can kind of predict your next move. Okay, that before, I can kind of buy. Before you get there. I can kind of buy that. Because, and because you've been spending more time on it and it's like measuring the how many seconds you stay on each thing. It kind of knows. It's that what too, you but stay. I've like I I swear guys, I've had a like random thought. I'll just like think of like I'll think of Mariah Carey and then I pop up and it's Mariah Carey. I think my algorithm <laughs> is confused because I'm the two main things that I get and I'm not on TikTok. Maybe it's a more sophisticated algorithm. You're talking reels here. I'm talking <laughs> reels. Jordan I get, didn't come here for reels. <laughs> reels. I get a lot of um, Turkish kebab porn. <laughs> yeah, like a lot of like yeah, Turkish. That it's nice. Yeah, and then I'm on somehow I got on this. Uh, algorithm of like grown and sexy black adults and so it's like <laughs> grown it, and sexy yeah it's a, it, well it's a it's an age demographic right. of, of bl- in black culture yeah, i don't yeah. know wh- why yeah. me but yeah so i'll get a lot of like happy birthday 
Um, Cat Williams, happy birthday. Hey, this is would have been Teddy Pendergrass's 72nd birthday and then intermixed with like a beautiful bat, black baby. And they'll be like, look at this perfect black child. And then I get a lot of hipster evangelical Christian preachers. A lot of them. Why? I don't know. The algorithm decided that I like that. And, and I you, do, wa- you watch them. I do watch them so sometimes. That, so then it's going to keep giving it to you. Yeah. But so I'm f- kind of f- yeah. culture jamming them. I'm fucking but them But I up. do think the, the Instagram algorithm is nothing. Nothing okay. compared like to the, the TikTok it's, one. TikTok is so much more advanced. Mm. It's like Instagram like really feels like a, a child is running the algorithm sometimes. Interesting. It's just that, like, yeah. That makes me want to just avoid TikTok. Like just, I, I would avoid it. Yeah. As, All right. Yeah. And so, Laura says so too. All right. Well, anyway, um, this has been a good place to stop. By the way, this has been so fun. So fun. And I really envy your joie de vivre. Thank you. Thank and you. It, it might get me in trouble. It hasn't gotten me in huge trouble yet, but you know, there's always time. just when you're measuring out, just uh, you're like I'm in so your beakers. Good. Just yeah. do like always air on the side. Uh, yeah, yeah. If, if I want to go 1.5, I go 1.3. Okay, good. My my religion is fun, and so I think like life is short. Yeah. As long as you're not being destructive, and some of the things you're saying are a little they verge. A, be- a beaker is, bo- is borderline. <laughs> but as long as you're not, as long as you're not being like, if not, as long as you're not destroying yourself, you yeah. should find the fun because it's like what happens at the end. We yeah. all just end up in the same. We're all just dead in a yeah. fucking box. I think somewhere. the algorithms will kill us before the climate 100%. change. Hundred <laughs> percent. Well, do you so- hear? Did you hear that that theory about um, the like the the danger of AI about like that one study that they did? No, tell us. It was like this. It was like this. The AI, Google one that became sentient. It's it's similar to that. They they shut it down before it got bad. But it was like an AI that was gonna. The goal of it was to tell and who anyone in the world is through handwriting. Wow. And then so, but then you know, it has its own inner world. Like it, it starts to like build inside that like the humans are not involved in. And they like kind of found, they like found this code. I might actually be making up this entire story. <laughs> the whole thing. <laughs> but is it- oh, I see, Jordan. I, now I know how the algorithm's reading yeah, yeah, your mind. Yeah, yeah, You're yeah. extremely, yeah. extremely disassociated yeah. from reality. Yeah. But no, no, I did, I did uh, read something about this. And so basically what the solution, they're like, how can we make sure there's no more new signatures because that it's problem solving so they're like the goal is to finish this task and like how 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 would there be no more new signatures no more new people and so <laughs> and so then they would figure through problem solving in the thing they would they could figure out how to set a nuke off you know what i mean like it could go into its own world and like hack into whatever electronic field that is i, I would be so bummed if that <laughs> happened and I quit smoking. Yeah. I would be like, I quit smoking and the world ended in 2050. Yeah. Like I could have been smoking this whole time. We no. can start soon again, honey. I'm just saying the reason you don't one a smoke. Day. Just do one a day. The reason you don't he smoke can't. is because oh. you don't want to be uh, 74 with emphysema yeah. going, I could have lived till 90. But if the world's going to end through a uh, Russian nuclear strike or AI becoming sentient and, and taking over like the Terminator or climate change drowning us all, yeah. I want to have smoked the whole time. I, I will say like, I know every generation says it's the end. It really like, there's no way it's not. Right? 
like for us, right? I it mean, that's what like, I think. Yeah, it's like there's so many things on top of each other happening. It started with Trump, kind of. That mm. was like the beginning of like the yeah. Well, it started with the internet, right? But Honestly, I mean, when Trump thing, got elected, yeah. I feel like that's when we were like, I, okay, I because we're how old are you? You're younger than me, 31. right? Thirty one. So you are not in the generation that we're in, which is that we we grew up zero tech, yeah. introduced to tech, yeah. and then now we're here. I couldn't have imagined when I was excitedly crowded around my friend Brian's uh, uh, home computer when he got AOL, yeah. and we were like giddily, I uh, like instant messaging with a stranger that that thing would produce the end of society. Yeah. It could not have. I couldn't have wrapped my brain around that. But it has gone, so, and that and, was fucking and that's twenty all years people, ago. All people care about now. It's like they we could be curing things or. Curing cancer, world hunger. Well, there's actually a really like, good TikTok about how to cure cancer. <laughs> yeah, with steroids. Yeah, with <laughs> that's right. right. <laughs> NG. I uh, I think that there is hope, but it's diminishing. That's what yeah. I think. What I just you- feel like there's too many things that could do it at this point. That it's like like one week climate's a bad thing. Then it's like, wait, we're gonna kill each other. Like I thought it was gonna be climate. Then I'm like, maybe, you know, it's at, all... At this point, nuclear. the question... I asked my scientist stepdad, Larry. I love him. He's the best. At this point with climate, and I think this is true with every crisis, the question is, is no longer will this happen. The question is how severe will how it be? How severe, yeah. Oh, and, and at a certain point, the pain of uh, crisis will become so acute that measures will be made. Will they be too late? And and how how much will we be able to stop? Yeah. I think that's the question that we're dealing with at this point. How bad will it get? I remember this. I'm sure I've cited this before, but there was this essay I read in college from this like phil- ecological philosopher that he said the great obsession with humanity. I'm probably butchering this quote because it was a long time ago. Is that any calamity, any present calamity, no matter how severe, will be solved by a theoretical technology in the future that has not yet been invented? And that's the great illusion that allows us to kind of careen mm. until the end because we go. Right, they it's will work it out. They yeah. will. Yeah. They will take care of it. There is no they. There is only yeah, we are they. We, yeah. we are they. Maybe our four-year-old daughter. <laughs> What's that? Maybe our four-year-old daughter. Yeah, will be will be they. <laughs> they Who, well, they, that's them. that's for certain. That's for sure. Yeah, that's for sure. Yeah. Non-binary queen <laughs> who solves who cures cancer, climate change, yeah. self-esteem issues in the gay community, and uh, AI, AI taking AI, and reconfigures GHB to be totally safe, <laughs> exactly. no matter what dose you take it at. Wait, so Jordan, you're gonna keep spreading joy. That's all you can do. I hope so. And how can we uh, find you? Um, surround, you know, I'm, find him on Instagram, TikTok. He's on all the platforms. Yeah, I'm on all the platforms. He's very funny. Is there um, anything you want to promote? I'm not mm, good at asking this. He's just kind of like living his life. Yeah. I mean, if you, I would like people to like watch the things that I do, but if they're like, if they don't want to, they don't have to. I'm excited <laughs> about this movie. <laughs> the movie is really good. I, it's like, it I'm is genuinely so good. Fucking best thing I've ever been a part of. Like, wow, that's so, so cool. What's it called? It's called Rotting in the Sun. And when does it? Is it doing festival circuits or is yeah, it too I risque? Think, no, I th- it will. We'll start festivals in the in the new year. That's so exciting. Yeah. I think you're on the cusp of like a new thing. I hope so. I really like we. Yeah, the, I want to get off the internet and you know not have that be the thing people see me as. So I'm I'm hoping that happens soon. But well, also like fucking in a really cool narrative that just sounds like who wouldn't want to see that. Oh, but my problem with that has always been that I'm I don't want to wait 42 minutes to get horny again. 
Like once I'm horny, I'm like, it's time to jail. Maybe it doesn't make jail. you horny when you're no, watching. No, this. I mean, this is not. It's not horny. It's just like, oh, the, the, rotting in the sun. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I'm it's excited like, to see it. That sounds. Oh, really those cool. are that's dick and mouth. And is it funny? It's very funny. Yeah, I can't wait to see it. It's sad too. Love it. It's good. It's good. Well, Jordan, you're a joy, and thank you. Thank so you guys much. for having me. This is so fun. Yeah, it was awesome. Thank you. All right. Bye.